Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. We are just going to pray one more time. Now unto the Lord upon the throne We raise our sound We raise our sound Unto the one upon the throne We raise our sound We this morning thank you for the gift of life thank you for counting us worthy among the living soul this morning and thank you for bringing us to your presence this morning father as we go into your word we pray you go with us you teach us yourself that which you want us to know you teach us that which only you can do you do that this morning at the end of the day all glory will be yours and the blessings will be ours for in Jesus mighty name we are praying Shout hallelujah. We'll be seated. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, I think the song of the choir says uh, something about grace. Grace found us. I'm grateful also this morning for that God's grace. And that's why I'm standing before you this morning. So I'd like to thank God for, for the privilege. And also I'd like to thank the pastor, pastor and pastor missus, for this privilege to be Standing before you and bringing God's word this morning. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, quickly and uh, very briefly this morning, uh, we'll be looking at a topic titled, You are the light of the world. Amen. Amen. I want us to turn to our neighbor and say, You are the light of the world. I want us to say that to ourselves. I am the light of the world. 
you know, I mean, there are so many lights in the world, um, but there is a specific light Jesus was talking about here. That's why he used the word delight, not a light, not just any light. There's a particular light which we want to look at this morning. So what is this light? Let's turn our Bible to the book of John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Amen. Amen. So the light we are looking at here means life. Verse 4, it says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we are looking at, at this light that has been described here as life, which is the light of God. It's described as life. Also, you know, it said, um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, which at the end of the day translated to, to life. So we can also refer to the light as God's word, which is the truth. So the light means life, and the light means truth. What is the main purpose of a light? The main purpose of light is to dispel darkness. The main purpose of light is to dispel darkness is to dispel falsehood, refer to the light as life and also truth. You know, the opposite of life and truth is death and falsehood. So light comes to dispel death, life comes to dispel um, ignorance. So who is this light? We've described what the light is as life and truth. Who is this light? First John chapter 1 verse 5. First John chapter 1 verse 5. We want to look at who is this light. Then this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Amen. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So when, when we look at this uh, verse critically, it sounds that there could actually be light that has darkness in them. That is not the light of God. The light of God is an absolute light. The light of God is an absolute light. There is no darkness in it at all. So this light, which is God, is the source of the light and we reflect him. God is the source of light and we reflect him. Also from this verse, we can tell that light and darkness are opposite. Light and darkness, they are opposite. So whatever the description of light is, the opposite is the description of darkness. But I'd like to tell you this morning that anything outside of God's light, which we are describing, is darkness. Anything outside of this light is darkness. Anything different from truth falsehood is darkness. Anything different from life, which is um, anything different from life is death, like separation from the light of God. Anything on the other side is darkness. Amen. Amen. 
So now that we've uh, looked at the definition of the light, which is life, we've looked at who the light is, which is God. God is light. I want us to look at why are we then called to be a light? Why are we called to be a light? Uh, it's important to state here that being a light or being the light is central to our Christian witness. Being the light is central to our Christian witness. It is our purpose to be a light. It is a reflection of and the nature of Christ in us. You know, when we look into the world, there is so much darkness. There is so much darkness. Darkness is prevalent everywhere. When we look around us, you know, there are a lot of evil things going on. Uh, even they are being taught now in school. Workplaces, a place of businesses. There is darkness everywhere. You know, we might just be looking at it like, every, I mean, there's light outside. There's no darkness. I'm talking about. Remember, I said anything outside of God's light is darkness. We see all these things on a daily basis. People are separated from the light of God, and they are in darkness. People have chosen falsehood over truth. People have chosen death over life. You know, there are a lot of things happening around us, and that is why we are being called to be the light. I'll just give a couple of examples about, you know, the darkness that is all over everywhere in this world. And I mentioned evil is prevalent and is being encouraged. A lot of things are, are being taught. A lot of abnormal things have been made to look normal. I was reading sometimes about two weeks ago, and I thought I would share today. I was reading the story of a person. I use the word person because I don't even know where to categorize this person. He was a man. I think he, he had about two marriages. And he woke up one day and said, he wants to be a woman. He went to the hospital, he did conversion, he went to the court, he did a change of name. And guess what? He was named the woman of the year in 2015. A man. He was named the woman. Of so evil is prevalent everywhere and it's even been encouraged. Like Out of the billions of women we have in the world, we chose someone that converted and, and selected the person as the woman of the year. So that's how evil is being encouraged. People have been given over to reprobacy. They are doing things, the Bible says they are doing things which are not right, things which are not convenient, crazy things, weird things. Sin is the order of the day. You know, Bible was describing, you know, in the last day in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 to 5. It was mentioning certain things that would happen but the, the truth is, these things are happening right now. It says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, dispersers of those that are good. That's what people are doing now. Such that sometimes even you begin to think within, within yourself if, if you actually if you're actually doing the right thing. They make they are trying to make abnormal things look normal. They are trying to make good things look bad. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. 
So there, there, we have a lot, there, there is a lot going on in the world, a lot of darkness that is going in the, on in the world. But in all of these things, in all the, uh, I mean, in a world full of all of these things, God has commanded us to be the light. It's a command. It's not an advice. God commanded us. We'll, we'll get to that. So I, I want us to look at um, what Jesus said about the light. Um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men lit, light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Here's the command. Let your light shine, uh, so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's a command. It's not an advice. It didn't say pray that your light will shine. It said let your light shine. Amen. You are the light of the world. So, how did we become the light? We already looked at why we are called to be the light. So now, how did we become the light? Quickly, um, John chapter 8, verse 2. We'll still come back to Matthew. John chapter 8, verse 2. Oh, sorry, but verse 12. John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. Amen. So we became the light of the world through salvation. We became the light of the world through salvation. So if there is anyone here that has not yet been saved, uh, I'm sorry, you are not a carrier of God's light. You are in darkness. For anyone who is not yet saved, he is not a carrier of God's light. Because we became the light through salvation. Any child of God that is born again, any born again believer that has accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, is a light, is the light of the world. So if there's anyone that has not accepted God, it is the opposite. So for us to be that light, for us to inherit the nature of Christ, we have to be in tune with Christ. We have to, to, to be aligned. With him, we have to accept him as Lord and personal Savior. So as Christians, we are meant to be examples, guiding and illuminating the world just as light does in darkness. That is what God has called us to, to be that light in the midst of darkness. You know, God has placed us in strategic places all over the world, strategic location, to be that light in the midst of darkness, thereby illuminating the entire world with the light of God. The more the, the world departs from God, the more our light should shine. The more people depart from God, the more our light should shine. So when, when light shows up, darkness disappears. The second part of uh, Matthew uh, 5.14 says, uh, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, right? Just 
as uh, a city on a hill is visible from far away. As a follower of Christ, by living according to his teachings, we are meant to be known in our godly actions and attitude. People are supposed to see us and know that we are of God. So the question I have for, for some of us here is, do people even know you are Christians? Not until some people are asked, are you a, sir, are you a Christian? People don't even know. And they'll, <laughs> they'll respond like, oh, you should know, my middle name is Mary. <laughs> my, my middle name is uh, Jeremiah or something. So until people ask a lot of us, they don't even know, they can't tell. From our lifestyle, they can't tell. Even at, in our, at our workplaces, you know, we are, there are some people at their workplaces, when people are planning something, when they are trying to do a fraud, they will give themselves instructions. Don't let him know. It would expose us. Uh, it, it will never be a part of this. But many of us, they will even invite us because they don't even know where we stand. It's not evident that we are a carrier of God's light. So they even involve us in all those things because they are not even afraid that you might expose them. They know you would accept it because sometimes you, you be a Christian and sometimes you, you join them on the other side. Sometimes you are in light, sometimes you, you are in darkness. Our life should stand out as an example for others to see. We are meant to be a standard. We are meant to set a standard for the society to follow. I asked us this morning, is the world not the one setting a standard for us to follow? Amen. Please let's go back to, okay, uh, verse 15. Verse 15. Neither do men lit a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Uh, I think I like the way uh, it's uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 16 puts this exact statement. Luke 8, 16. Luke 8, 16. So I want us to look at where our light should be placed. It says, no man, when he has lit a candle, cover it with a vessel, or put it under a bed, but set it on a candlestick, and that they, they which enter in may see the light. So I want us to look at that word, uh, bushel. Different versions use the word different words. We have the bushel, we have the vessel, some call it a bowl or a container. But what this signifies is a measurement. Bushel is a measurement. So all this bowl container, you know, if we are from God's own country, you know there's something we call plastic, EK. So if you are blind, buying a plastic of rice, you know it's 16 derika. Derika itself, it's a measurement. So all these are measurements, right? So what the bushel here signifies is a measurement. So we are looking at three things. Uh, we are looking at the vessel, we are looking at under the bed, and we are looking at the candlestick. So under the bushel or under the uh, vessel signifies measurement. Putting our light under this, either the vessel, either the bushel, or either any other container, putting our light under this is subjecting our light under the measurement and standard of the world. If we put our light under a bushel, under a vessel, we are subjecting our light under the measurement and standard of the world. And I tell you this morning, if we let the world dictate where we put our light, 
the light will die. If we, if we don't take a stand, if we can't take a stand and we let the world dictate to us where our light will be put, it will die. I think two Sundays ago, um, in one of, uh, I can't remember, pastor was responding to a, a question and he said, diplomacy will send some people to hell. Diplomacy, political correctness, we are trying to be, we are not taking a stand. They introduced this to us. Uh, we try to play along. If we don't take a stand, if we subject our light to the dictates, to the standard of the world, it will die. Light placed under the bushel or any other form of container will be oxygen-starved. It will die. See, people, people will say all sorts of things. Right, especially maybe even for the youth, they will tell you you are behaving like old school. You are acting like a kid, just in a way for you to compromise your stand. So if we are not bold enough, if we don't take our stand, we will end up end up subjecting our light to their dictates, and what they want to achieve at the end of the day is to have us move to the other side. So the moment the light is de uh, is gone, is out, then you are in darkness, just like them. So that's what the world wants, but that's not what God wants to want us to do. Rather, God wants us to bring people into the light. Amen. Amen. You are the light of the world. Do not you do not need the world's approval, right? This I, I was saying earlier that these days people make you feel you are not smart enough. Sometimes you almost want to question yourself if you're actually doing the right thing or if you're actually not doing this Christ Christianity too far. You want to act like, am I taking this thing too seriously? Yes, we have to take it seriously. The Bible says, he that think is not, you take it less he fall. So if we don't take it seriously, see, the people of the world are actually taking things of the world seriously. They are taking these things seriously, like... I think I was, I can't remember what I was speaking with. I was like, how I wish the same way some group of people could actually go to the government for funding for their campaign, for their month, that the church could actually go and they will fund the church project. They won't, but they will fund other things, all in the name of political correctness, especially politicians that wants to win the next election. It gives, it, it gives them the, the, the support. Amen. So we have to ensure that our light keeps shining. Under the bed. We've looked at under the bushel. Under the bed. We all know what bed signifies. It signifies comfort. It signifies convenience. It signifies rest. It signifies sleep. You know, anything that kind of gives you comfort, that's what our bed signifies. Do not subject the light to your comfort. Do not subject light to your comfort. Don't practice a Christianity of when it's convenient. When it's convenient. Do not subject your light to your comfort. Then do not try to blend in, like I mentioned. Sometimes the world will despise you, right? Uh, you know, people say some things that I, I, I was listening to. Uh, a podcast, there's this guy, 
He's a popular um, music producer in Nigeria. He doesn't drink at all, alcohol, he doesn't at all. Then he got this uh, endorsement, I think for Guinness or something, they were going to pay millions of naira. And he said he doesn't drink. That can we put something else in the cup? I would drink that and get this million. They said, no, you have to drink. And he said he can't drink. And so, uh, uh, so after he lost the endorsement, someone actually told him, if you can drink a cup, uh, a bottle of beer, you will give him five million. And the guy said, why do I have to drink for you? If you want to give me money, give me money. I don't. The guy said, even if it takes too much of Coke, he will be drunk. So why are you trying to force him to drink beer? So people would give us all sorts of things. We don't have to blend in. We don't have to blend in. It might, it might look like the world is despising us, but guess what? They're actually waiting to see us set a good example. They are waiting to see us set example. Do you know, at some, some people, like at their workplaces, people know them for who they are. Like they know this person is a child of God. I think Pastor used to give us an example of one of his bosses then that would say something bad and he would apologize to him. Only him. He would apologize to him for saying that word. There are some other people there. He doesn't care about them because he doesn't even know where they stand. He doesn't know where they belong. So we don't have to blend in. And also, we don't need to subject our light to our comfort. We don't need to subject our light to our comfort. Let the world know who you are. Don't hide your light. At school, workplaces, a place of business, even at home, for the parents, you don't have to hide your light. Let the children know where you belong, what you stand for. Amen. I was reading about this company, uh, Chick-fil-A. I read that since the company started in 1946, they never opened on Sunday. The owner is passed, but they are still following that tradition. The information they got then was, the person said, one, he will go to a place of worship and encourage every other st um, uh, staff to attend a place of worship or just stay home and rest. I think it was recently some people, you know, tried to force them to start opening on Sunday. They're like, no. We don't open on Sunday till till date. And even the more they try to stifle this company, I think even last year I see them opening more outlets in Canada than than they, 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 they had before. They took a stand. They took a stand. And that's what we are supposed to be doing also as Christians to take a stand. Amen. Amen. The third one is on the lamp stand. On the lamp stand. Uh, another version said on the candlestick. So we reveal our light to people when we place our light where it can be seen. We reveal our light to people when we place our light where it can be seen. And when our light shines, people will see something good coming from us. Being a light is about being a positive influence and making a difference in the world. That is what God has called us to do. We must embody the teachings and character of Jesus Christ in our actions, words, and attitude. Also, being a light extends uh, beyond us as individual. Being a light extends beyond us as an individual. So we are carrier of God's light, and the purpose of this is to dispel the darkness around us. The purpose is to dispel the darkness around us. 
no one is saved solely for him or herself. I mean, you've been saved. It's not for yourself. It's for others. It's for others. It's for others. We are not saved for ourselves. A lamp is not littered to give a light for itself, not for its own benefit, for, but to give light, to provide light unto, unto others. There's this popular saying that if you have been saved, you rise for the salvation of others. Acts 13, 47. If you have been saved, you rise for the salvation of others. Acts 13, 47. So, for so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the hand of the hurt. So we have not been saved for the purpose of ourselves only, but to bring others to the knowledge of, of God. Amen. Uh, last verse uh, in um, Matthew 5.16. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Like I mentioned earlier, this is a command from God. The more intense our light, the less visible the darkness around us. And if you look at this scripture also, the way the command came out, it says, let your light shine, uh, so shine before men. It didn't say pray that your light will shine. In other words, we can determine the intensity of this light. We can determine how bright our light will shine. And remember that the more intense the light is, the more it dispels the darkness around us. The, the less visible darkness will be around us. The purpose of being the light is not to draw attention to ourselves, but to glorify God. We are called to live in such a way that others see good deeds and are led to recognize the presence of God through our actions. Amen. Let's quickly look at the characteristics of being the light. Characteristics of being the light. As light, we are to provide radiance. No, light shines, light illuminates, it provides, um, it, yeah, it illuminates our surrounding, right? So, as light, we are called to provide radiance. Psalm 119, verse 105, you might not need to uh, look at the uh, change. It says, the word is a lamp unto my feet, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Light is necessary to navigate the world of darkness. Light is necessary to navigate this world of darkness. Number two, as light, we are to provide revelation because light itself exposes and dispels darkness. Ephesians 5.13, it says, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whoever doth make manifest is light. Yes, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whosoever doth make manifest is light. So that's the purpose for, uh, for which we are called to be the light, to provide revelation. Finally, we are called to rulership. We are called to rulership. Light must rule over darkness. Light must rule over darkness. So we are called to rulership, to provide light and dispel the darkness around us. You know, just imagine every one of us here as a carrier of God's light. If we make our light to shine so bright, 
we will dispel the old darkness in the city of Bari. That's what God has called us to do. That's what God want, wants us to do. How do we remain as light? How do we remain as light? We must continue to walk in the light. We cannot afford to detach from the source. First John 1 John 1.7 First John 1.7 It says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. So to remain in light, we have to continue to walk in the light of God. Also, to remain in light, we must walk in the spirit. To remain in light, we must walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.16 To remain in light, we must walk in the spirit. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we must continue to walk in the spirit. The third point. To remain as light, we must do the right things always. We must do the right things always. Ephesians 2, verse 10. We must do the right things always. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. We have to walk in, uh, we have to walk in the good works of God. In conclusion, our life must ultimately attract glory to God. Our light must ultimately attract glory to God. The ultimate is that as Christians and as the light of the world, people must come to the knowledge of God through us. People must come to the knowledge of God through us. Finally, to be a carrier of God's light, to be the light of this world. You know, we, we, I, I mentioned earlier that we became the light of God through salvation. So I just, just as a reminder that to be a carrier of God's light, you must accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Going back to verse 16 of uh, Matthew 5, 16, it says that they may see your good works. I like to tell you this morning that salvation is not and cannot be earned by good works. Salvation cannot be earned by good works. It's after we are saved that we are called to walk in the good works of God, just like Ephesians 2.10 had mentioned. So salvation is not earned by good work. And if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you have to do that. That's the first step to be God's light, to being a carrier of God's light. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Shall we rise to our feet? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Christ, you are not a carrier of God's light. You are in darkness. You know, if you are here also, 
you know you've given in to uh, external influence. You've subjected your light to the standard of the world. You, you, you are hiding your light under the bushel. You are hiding your light under the bed. But you want to bring that light out now and put it on a candlestick. I want us to pray to God this morning. I want us to pray to God and say, Lord, help me to walk closely with you going forward. Let your light shine through me in the name of Jesus. Father, help me to walk closely with you. Let your light shine through me in the name of Jesus. Let your light shine through me. Let your light shine through me in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your light shine through me. Let your light shine through me in the name of Jesus. Let your light shine through me. Help me to walk closely with you in the name of Jesus. Help me to walk closely with you in the name of Jesus. Help me to fulfill that which you have commanded me to do. Help me to be the light in this world, in the light full of darkness. Let my light dispel the darkness around me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are not praying this prayer very well. Let's quickly look at Luke 11.32. You know, for some of us, you might think we are in good standing with God. Yes, it's great. Luke 11.35. Luke 11.35. This is God giving an instruction. He said, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. I want us to pray again this morning and say, Lord, let the light in me not turn to darkness. Let's turn that to prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, let the light in me not turn to darkness. In the name of Jesus. Let the light in me not turn to darkness. In the name of Jesus. Let the light in me not turn to darkness. In the name of Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. Let the light in me not turn to darkness. Help me to continue to shine your light so bright in the name of Jesus. Help me to continue to shine your light in the name of Jesus. Help me to continue to shine your light in the name of Jesus. Help me continue to shine your light. Let my light not turn to darkness in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me to shine my light so bright as you have commanded in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Finally, I want to give uh, opportunity to those who are saying this morning that they want to move from darkness into the light of God. You know, after this, the pastor will come and pray for these people. You know, if you know you have not given your life to Christ, if you know, you know you are not in the light, you know you are not carrying God's light. Perhaps you used to, but you know you are falling behind. I want us to begin to pray to God and say, Lord, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Have mercy upon me. I want to be a carrier of God's light. Come into my heart in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice. And it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the hands of 
clothes are drawn to the draw me near draw me near near a blessed long to the cross where Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.